0: Radio TFS number 19, Oracle Support, and Visual Studio Team System. We've got the whole gang together this morning. We've Yay! got Martin Woodward. Hey, Woo! Martin. Hey, how you doing, Mickey? And we've got Paul Hacker. Hi, Paul. Hey, Mickey, how are you? I'm doing well. We have missed you. Definitely. What have but- you been up to, Paul? Do
1: you want to tell everybody about your new your new venture, this hosted TFS thing?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I've, uh, embarked on a new, new venture called SAS Made Easy at com, And basically we offer hosted TFS on a per user basis. Um, and it's a monthly contract. Really, there's no contract. It's month by month. Um, and we basically offer all the, all the functionality of TFS in the cloud. So all you need is a client to connect to it. We offer you the builds and the, you know, the work item tracking and, like I say, all the goodness that Team System has to offer. So if you're interested in that, please go out to sassmadeeasy.com and look at our service offerings and feel free to contact us if you're interested in anything like that. Awesome. What about you, Mickey? What have you been up to? Not much has changed since last time we talked, Martin. I am in the home stretch now or the death march, depending on how you want to look at it, for trying to get my presentation ready for TechEd. Mm-hmm. I'll be speaking at TechEd North America, working on or speaking on practical web testing. So I'm at this point trying to make sure all my demos can actually do what I said they could do in the abstract. And other than that, I also have a lead part in our local community theater production of Carousel. So between those two things, most of my free time has been taken up.
1: You're not managing to get to talk to DevLink you're not, this year?
0: No, no, no. DevLink is the conference that they have in Nashville um, this fall. And registration is open at devlink.net. And I've spoke there a couple of years ago, and it's a great conference. It went from being just a couple hundred people to where it's been several hundred, and it's getting bigger every year with bigger speakers, a lot more stuff being – being thrown in it. It's a it's a great conference and in fact, make sure you keep tuning in to some of our Radio TFS podcast because we may even have a couple of passes to give away to DevLink at some point in time in the future. But if you're looking for a good conference in the southeast to go to and you want to get to Nashville, Tennessee, then DevLink is the place to go. So I definitely recommend you check it out at devlink.net. What about yourself, Martin? What have you been doing?
1: Oh, um and- I did a talk at a user group at the weekend, like you know, like a code camp. I I was talking on um, the Visual Studio 2010, you know, editor and how to extend that um, using MEF. Which so it's all good fun. I'd say outside my comfort zone, so uh, it was good. I learned quite a bit preparing for it. So uh, yeah, definitely good. Looking forward to. Um, Whenever we get a, a beta copy of um, you know 2010, because I did it on the CTP bits, but many of the last CTP that we got, and that's you know it's getting quite old and stale. That now it's it's an old virtual PC. I want all the latest bits to play with. So uh, hopefully they'll come sometime <laughs> soon as well.
0: So let's get right into today's show. We have got some great news to share with everybody. The other week, Martin had a chance to call Doug Seven and Daniel Norwood to talk about some some of this exciting new news. Doug Seven is a senior product manager for Visual Studio Team System at Microsoft, focused on technical advocacy of Team System as an ALM solution. And Daniel Norwood is a product manager for Quest Software. Martin, why don't you go roll the tape? So, Doug, I hear you've got some great news for us.
2: I do, actually. Um, we uh, just announced that VS uh, Live recently a partnership with Quest to release a database schema provider for the Visual Studio Team System Database Edition. Uh, And this is pretty exciting news, actually, what this means for us. Uh, Last November, we released the uh, GDR version or the general distribution release version of the VSTS 2008 Database Edition. And this release was primarily focused around Uh, support for SQL Server 2008. If you remember, uh, VSTS uh, 2008 shipped before SQL Server 2008 did, uh, which meant we weren't able to have uh, the support for SQL Server 2008 at release. So we released the update um, primarily for the purpose of, of adding support for SQL Server 2008. And the way we did that is we changed the model a little bit on how the database edition works. And we introduced the concept of this thing called the database schema provider. And what that means is, we have sort of an abstraction layer into uh, the team system capabilities where uh, you could theoretically build a a provider for any kind of database, and you could then manage and and create artifacts for that database inside Visual Studio Team System the same way you do today for SQL Server. So things like um, defining your schema or importing a schema, doing schema compare, all of these tools become available to you for whatever database you've built this provider for. And so we released the provider for SQL Server 2008, which gave the update uh, for all these capabilities. And then, uh, if you recall, last year, a little bit prior to this, we announced that IBM had committed to producing a database schema provider for DB2. So we've already started this this wave of, of talking about other databases that will become available to a database professional who's working inside a Visual Studio Team system. At VS Live, just recently, we made the announcement that, uh, that we had this partnership with Quest, where Quest has committed to building and, and uh, distributing a database schema provider for Oracle. So this is really interesting now because if you're a database developer and you're working with Visual Studio Team system, uh, by the time all of these database schema providers come out, and this is targeted for the, for the next release, the Visual Studio Team system uh, 2010 release, when all these database schema pro- providers are available to you, you'll be able to work in one IDE, Visual Studio Team System, and you'll be able to work against your SQL databases, uh, your DB2 databases, and your Oracle databases uh, all in the same fashion. So, you know, some of the language differences will be there, but the, the capabilities you have around uh, schema compare capabilities and and uh, some database unit testing and refactoring capabilities, all the things that we build into Team System for the database edition, now become available for these other databases, and then theoretically could continue to extend to other databases beyond those. So the the real excitement uh, lately is around our partnership with Quest and and getting that announcement out.
1: And uh, I hear you brought a friend along with you as well to talk a bit more.
2: Well, it would it would be it would be uh, unprudent of me to show up at a I'm going to like this without bringing somebody from Quest with me. So Daniel Moore was on the phone, he's from Quest, and he can tell you a lot about uh, sort of what they've done uh, and the partnership with us to build out the database provider.
1: Hey, Daniel, Hello. welcome to Radio TFS. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. No, no problem at all. So there's um, a lot of excitement about this announcement. I know um, I was recently at the MVP Summit, and I was telling everyone that, you know, we're going to be talking to you soon, and everyone was really excited to hear what you're going to be doing uh, Providing you know the Oracle support into into Data Dude. so h- how are things going for you? How how's it looking?
3: Uh, it's going very well, actually. Thank you. Um, we've also seen the same sort of excitement. So it's a lot of fun to work together with, with Microsoft on this. Um, you know, you get opportunities to work with partners from time to time, but something like this, I think, is extremely exciting because we know that there are so many people that are uh, really interested in in using the, the product, using the, uh, the Visual Studio Team System. A database edition on the Oracle platform, so um, you know, it's kind of fun to be able to be the ones that are doing the work to make that happen. So right now, what we're working on is uh, trying to to do the the real grunt work of uh, building the uh, the database schema provider that that Doug mentioned, um, and and basically what that's going to do. Is that going to sort of uh, light up, if you will, all of the features that he mentioned inside of uh, the, the database edition, uh, but now on the Oracle platform? So, you know, some of the value there for uh, for the VSTS database edition customers is that they they have that familiar look and feel and workflow uh, of uh, Visual Studio Team System, but now on on that other platform. So, we're excited to be able to bring that to market.
1: So I'm a huge fan of, uh, you know, some of the products from Quest, obviously, especially um, Toad is an, an essential tool in anybody, in any Oracle developer's uh, toolkit. Um, what features, particularly inside of, um, that come from Team System, are you particularly excited about enabling that you can only do, you know, through plugging into, into Visual Studio rather than, rather than in your own environment like you've had previously?
3: Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think the, the most exciting, compelling part about uh, Visual Studio Team System Database Edition is the ability to work offline. Um, our Toad product has been in the market for over 10 years. We've got um, you know, over a million users, and it, it's, a, it's a hugely successful product. And, and um, the, the only thing, though, is that you know everything that you do with, with Toad is uh, designed to be done in an online world and Visual Studio Team System introduced the paradigm of, of being able to work in your database uh, in the offline world. And, you know, I think there's a lot of value in being able to do that. I think uh, by being able to import your schema into the Visual Studio Team System environment, uh, put the, the schema into um, into TFS for version control, and then being able to work with your schema and browse the uh, the objects and the structure of your database, make changes, and, and then, you know, see, that, uh, see how that change affects the rest of your application I think is an amazing advantage. And that's something that, uh, you know, has really only been available for SQL Server for a while. So by being able to, to do the work to make this uh, available for the Oracle platform, I think we can, um, you know, just continue our support of the Oracle development community um, yeah, at large.
1: Fantastic. So just... Um does Toad currently support like the MISCI provider? Can you check code into TFS and check code out of TFS currently with the Toad tools? Or will that feature be new again when you start looking at the Visual Studio Team Database Edition stuff or Developer Edition? It will be by then. Will it, Doug, what's the official name of it in 2010? That's correct. We, we made the announcement
2: uh, a little while back that in, in the 2010 release, we've actually decided to merge together the database edition capabilities and the development edition capabilities, um, largely driven by the fact that, uh, you know, in, in today's uh, software development world, this idea of a database developer is kind of like the idea of a unicorn. Uh, everybody talks <laughs> about them, but they don't actually really exist. Uh, it turns out that if you're doing development, you're doing both application and database development. And there are people that tend to specialize more in database development, but they rarely are restricted to that kind of development, and vice versa. There's rarely people restricted to just application development who don't have, at some point, a need to do database development. So we made the decision to bring the two products together, and uh, so it will be called just the de- uh, the development tool. Uh, so we actually dropped in the word addition, where with every release, we're trying to remove, you know, words from the, longest product name in Microsoft history.
3: That's
1: a good thing.
2: Uh, so it'll be a Visual Studio Team System 2010 development, and it'll include the capabilities of both the development edition and the database
1: edition. Fantastic. So, um, so you'll be able to uh, check your your Oracle stored procedures into TFS and do all that sort of thing at you as well then,
0: Daniel.
3: Yes, you can. And and yes, to, to answer your original question about Toad and its support, yeah, Toad does support um, a number of different um, Microsoft and and open source um uh source control providers. So, you know, that that's not new, but what's what's really new is is you know, sort of the unity of, of the workflow. I mean, like uh like Doug was saying, everybody really does work within um you know, a, a broader world. It, we have plenty of people at at, uh, at Quest that use um you know, the Toad product and they they do specialize in Oracle database development, but uh, like Doug said, there's also this element of, of, uh, the greater picture where these people are, are doing their development, uh, generally in conjunction with some other project or, or application that's being built. So by being able to bring the work that they're doing into, uh, the ALM that everyone else is a part of, you have greater visibility, uh, and, and greater, um, uh, control over, over the, the schema changes, over, um, you know, the version of your entire database as far, uh, instead of, uh, just you know, versioning different pieces, and, and uh, um, so it's a more unified approach to, to database development.
1: Yeah, it's great. So, how would you explain like a a typical sort of workflow for me? You know, as a as a developer, um, I typically would be talking to say an Oracle or a SQL database, not not so much DB2 anymore, and then. Um, I I probably do some stored procedures you know that I've tested against my code and then those I would would I check those stored procedures in you know do all the things I can do in the development edition and then check those stored procedures in and maybe send them off to the database uh, you know the DBA for some sort of code review process that sort of thing is that all supported
3: Yeah sure so you know it sort of depends on how your organization is is set up whether or not you're going to be uh, you know, sending them off to the, the DBA or other people's peers perhaps for a code review. But essentially, you know, I think the, the, the easiest way to conceptualize this is imagine you've got uh, a database already in, in existence, which is no stretch of the imagination, of course. Um, but you're going to be working against this database and building your application. Um, and let's say you've got, you've got some .NET application that's interfacing with, with your database. Generally today, at least for the Oracle world, uh, you might use Visual Studio to work on your, your .NET application, but then you'd have to move over to Toad or something else to do the work on, um, on, on, on the database side. Of it. Mm. So there's this disjointed you know, left hand, right hand that you have to, to work with. And, um, it, with the, with the Visual Studio Team System Database Edition, the idea is that now I can go to my database and I can import that into Visual Studio Team System. And what I'll have is, is I will have a, a full set of, um, you know, script fragments is kind of the way I think of it. Each of the objects in my database is broken down into an individual script that has been uh, put into Team Foundation Server, put under source control. And then what the DSP will do is build a model of the schema based on uh, the code that, that's come out of the database. So all of your tables, all of the uh, uh, you know procedures and packages and functions and all of your different objects uh, through users, everything – can now be part of this this offline model. And so you can even you can browse the model, you can you can expand and collapse the tree and you can see the, the objects, you can see their um, you can see their properties, you can even see the, the script to create them and, and so you can make now you can make changes to uh your database within Visual Studio Team System and you're no, no longer connected to the database. So the database is off the database is, is uh you know turning along um, so all of the, the changes that you make now are changes to the definition of the database or to the, this model. And so you can, you can move over to Visual Studio Team System, uh, and continue developing your, your .NET code right along with your Oracle, uh, uh, changes and you're not going to break anything on the database in the, um, you know, in the, in the online world, you have a lot of, uh, Sometimes you have a lot of conflict between, you know, developers working on different portions of, of your, your test instance. And, and you know, one change could break something for someone else, of course. So by moving it into the offline world, now you can make those changes. And if I go back and compile my my, um, my application, I'll be able to see where, you know, okay, maybe I changed the name of a column. And I forgot to make that corresponding change over in my uh, my .NET application. I can run through that and see that in the compiler, and I can go fix that in my .NET application. I can make sure that everything compiles, and then I can schedule not only my uh, my nightly build for uh, my .NET application, but also for my database. So now each night I can schedule through MS Build the um, the database changes to be pushed back out, maybe to my my uh, my test instance, and then I can I can um, you know, we can have this this uh, unified view of the um, of the database the next day. So then, after that, we can move into schema comparison as it, when it becomes time to uh, to roll this out to production. Or maybe I just want to see the the changes that have been made from the uh, from the last time I, I got latest from the source control and the, and the uh, the database. So I can I can see what those differences are. So Team System gives you a, a really nice story for being able to to do the changes to the database. Uh, without you know this this left hand right hand scenario of, of trying to use multiple tools and um, working in an online environment and being you know concerned about changes that might break something for someone else.
1: So Daniel, does things like um, IntelliSense work as well? Because obviously you know PL SQL and TSQL while very similar, they're they're also very different languages.
3: Yeah, absolutely, they they are. There are different languages uh, to be sure. So with the DSP, uh, Microsoft has done a great job engineering the uh, the plug-in architecture, such that we can control a lot of that um, for the editors uh, when it comes to the, the Oracle syntax. So um, all of the um, all of the, the, the code that's been running inside of uh, Toad for Oracle for you know, the last ten years is uh, has been able to to you know been leveraged for the DSP. So. Things like IntelliSense, uh, you know, the the dot lookup, uh being able to um you know get a describe on uh um some of the objects and see the column types and structures. That sort of thing is going to be working within uh the Visual Studio Team System um database edition through the through the DSP technology that we're developing. Um so that would even include stuff like uh, the syntax coloring and highlighting as I, as I type along and I mistype a, a keyword that'll get underlined for me and I can go back and I can correct that. And, uh, so then there's the, the offline syntax check as well. So we'll be able to tell you if you're, if you're, the syntax for your, um, whatever changes you're making are going to, to work against the database or, or if there's a, a breaking change there. So we've even integrated, uh, the, the, uh, the error messages that you would generally get, uh, as well. So you, you, you still have, Sort of what you've you've come to know and and, and expect about being in an online world by being able to to check the code, and make sure that it's uh, syntactically correct. Being able to to see the error messages that come up uh, from having um, breaking changes in your in your syntax, yet you're offline.
1: That's great, and it really um, helps you know the workflow. It, there doesn't seem to be any any excuse for breaking the builds now. You know, the database and the code can stay in sync. Would would you agree? Yeah.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's that's the value is that you, you now have uh I mean the database has always been part of the application, right? It's been the dependency. Uh, but now now that, that's a little bit more of a reality, like Doug was saying, um, you know, being able to um, to version your, your database instead of versioning, you know, each of the individual changes, and then keeping the database and the application a lot closer together, I think is a real value to to uh, the Oracle development community.
1: So, um, if I was an Oracle database developer, I mean, do I have access to the full power of Oracle as well? You know, all of the 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 slight different ways that you can do Oracle tables. And I'm, I, well, I'm, I'm a bit out of date with SQL and stuff now, but can you like sequences was always something that was an Oracle thing and not a SQL server thing. And can you access all that, all those sorts of things as well? Do you have you know, full access to Oracle's power?
3: Yes. Yes, you do actually, you know, and everything is, um, is script driven. We're going to eventually have, um, uh, you know, visual table designers and object designers. So you can, you can work in a visual world for those, uh those customers that, that need to use Oracle and are not uh extremely proficient with the language. But at the at the, the basic level you'll be able to work directly with the um uh the, the Oracle syntax and and write your scripts by hand if, if you want. And so yeah, we'll support all of the uh all the different Oracle object types and, and uh um syntax constructs and we'll be able to support from Oracle version 9 all the way through Oracle 11G, when uh, we release. So the, the the capabilities will be very similar to Toad for Oracle, and and yet, um, you know, just in, in this different package in a sense.
1: Fantastic. And um, I assume then you get all the power of things like database unit testing and, you know, data generation, all those sorts of things against the Oracle tables?
3: Yeah, you will. Um, the, uh, the value of the way that Microsoft has, has designed this architecture is that, um, like I said in the beginning, the, the DSP sort of uh, lights up certain features within uh, the the database for the STS uh, development. And so um, the, the features that, that people are using today for generating test data and doing unit testing um Uh, you know, the schema comparison, refactoring the code changes and and importing your database, all of those things that they've come to expect on on SQL uh, will now, let's say, automatically work for uh, for Oracle. I can say that because I don't have to write the code, you know. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah, you're a product manager, we should be clear. You're not a developer, so it's it's all magic and mirrors as far as you're concerned. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, I do a lot of the interoperability as well. And um, I think it's great, because you know, the company I work for is a company called TeamBrise, you do the Java stuff. And this is obviously, um, you're in a similar position to us in that um, it's completely in your interests for uh, the Oracle developer to have the best experience possible. Um, against this database server. You know, you don't have to be constrained by any politics of perhaps making SQL Server look bad or perhaps, you know, if you if you were on the Oracle side, you know, want to wanting to encourage people to use their tool set, you can really, you know, overly serve your audience, if, that, if that's the right thing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's exactly the idea. I mean, our commitment is to the Oracle development community and we want to make sure that wherever the Oracle development community uh, goes, whatever tools they're using, they're going to have the best experience uh, and the best um, you know, performance that, uh, that we're able to give them. So um, we're happy to be able to support uh, Microsoft's efforts with Visual Studio Team System as we see that this is a, you know, a very compelling story um, for, for the users. We see this as a very strong platform. And our, our partnership with Microsoft goes back over 10 years. We've had a very good partnership with, with them. Um, but in the end, it comes down to, you know, we want to make sure that our Oracle community that we've, we've served for the you know, last uh, 10, 15 years with our, our Toad products and some of the other products, uh, that they have, uh, you know, our commitment to, to supporting them as, as much as possible, um, you know, in this new platform.
2: From a Microsoft perspective, we kind of feel the same way that both of you guys do in the interop space. Is that you know we recognize that there is there is a a common way of uh, doing software development today that includes products from multiple vendors, and it's it's not necessarily uh, something to be taken for granted that you'll walk into a development environment and it'll be all one vendor, you know, all Microsoft or or, or something else. Uh, and we recognize that we have to enable the developers who are working on the .NET platform or even on the Java platform uh, to use our tools because there is some level of interop that's going to happen at some point in time. And we want to enable those developers as much as we can uh, and make the experience as good as they can. And that's that's largely why we do things like, uh, you know, build out the DSP to enable our partners then to extend that out onto to other platforms.
1: What does more DSP stand for? I, I I missed that earlier. What does DSP stand for again? A
2: DSP is a database schema provider. So that's the go. abstraction layer. Uh, for the. Database.
1: That's the plugin model kind of thing, but it's more than just a plugin, I'm guessing.
2: Exactly. It's, a, it's an abstraction layer into the tool set. So it's where you would build build the, the, the database-specific code that would then plug into the IDE and, and bring those features into the IDE. Okay.
1: So how would it look like in terms of a deployment pattern, do they will, they, will they be installing, um, your product, Daniel, on, on top of, um, a Visual Studio 2 any 10 development, uh, SKU, um, and then need to install it on a build server as well if they wanted to do automated builds?
3: Yes, yes, that's exactly right. They would be able to, uh, you know, purchase from Quest the, uh, the database schema provider for Oracle and then, uh, you know, distribute that to everyone in the organization that's using, um. The and yeah, it would just be a, a separate installable.
1: Mm, and it just and all the features will just light up inside their the version of Visual Studio that they know and love. Yeah, automatically, right? Wow, fantastic! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bling. So fantastic! This is um, yeah, really exciting stuff. And as I say, somebody who. You know, does a lot of more heterogeneous work, and he has to jump between you know outside of the Microsoft space quite often. This is going to be you know huge value uh, to many companies I work with. So, wh- wh- where do people um, go to find out more, Daniel?
3: Yeah, so we've set up a separate site uh, to, to be able to um, interact with customers and, and provide updates to, to to customers about what we're doing. Uh, that site is teamfuse.net with a Z. So. Uh, F-U-Z-E dot net. and uh, the idea of the site is that you know we're we're trying to fuse the Oracle developer into uh, the the Visual Studio team system, uh, which they haven't been able to do so far. So uh, if you go to teamfuse.net, you can see the um, uh, the current progress of our our beta. Uh, we're working on on putting that together uh, as we speak, and uh, we're hoping to time that pretty closely to when Microsoft releases the the beta one of, um, Visual Studio Team System 2010. Um, and then, uh, we've also got, you know, forums and a blog there on the site. So, customers can go there, uh, take a look at the features. They can get regular updates on, on, uh, what's happening in the development process. And then, once we release the beta, that would be the place where, where people can, can work with us, uh, directly to provide feedback about what they like or don't like about the DSP, what works or what doesn't work. And, uh, you know, Quest. It, for anyone who's familiar with the way that we work with the Toad products, is that we work extremely closely with the end users in order to deliver a a, a very um, a product that's very close to what they, they they need or expect. And so we we plan to, to run this beta program exactly the same that so that customers can get uh, regular updates to the to the the beta software. They can see the changes and requests that they made. Uh, you know, actually in in place there in the beta, and, uh, you know, so hopefully by the time that we, we release the product, uh, which would also be in, in sync with Visual Studio, uh, Team System 2010, uh, that the, uh, the, the DSP will be, um, you know, very strong and robust and, and would, would, you know, very closely meet the needs of that Oracle development community because we've been working with them for so long. So,
1: fantastic. On it. And this is installed. It'll be so you install your stuff on top of say the 2010 beta, and um, not on top of the 2008 stuff. It's on top of the 2010 beta product, and then the 2010 when it gets released as well.
3: Yeah, it, this will only work within the uh, the 2010 release. So the the code that uh, that we require to run is part of the 2010 release uh, from Microsoft. So that's why that's why we're timing our release uh, in lockstep with yep. uh, Microsoft's 2010 release
1: fantastic. Well, this is very exciting news. I look forward to giving it a a test myself and having a play with it. Um, I just want to thank you both, Doug Seven, product manager from Microsoft and Daniel Norwood, product manager from Quest. Thank you very much for your time and uh, we'll speak to you next time on Radio TFS.